Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The World Cup has started over the weekend. England smoking the West Indies. The Black Caps campaign starts on Wednesday morning against Pakistan. Against Pakistan. Mitchell McLennigan is a former Black Cap who played 48 ODIs, 29 T20s for New Zealand. He's a quick bowler, uncompromising, rips it down. I hated to face them. And uh, he's going to join us this morning to preview the upcoming World Cup for the Black Caps. Good morning, Mitchell. G'day, mate. What a privilege. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate. How are you, bud? How you doing? Yeah, good. I heard some stories of you running in at the Cornwall Knicks and bare feet, mate, charging in, bowling 140. So, you know, <laughs> wouldn't have wanted to face you either, I don't think. <laughs> no, nah, mate, they were just yard, no, they were true, though, because I, I couldn't afford shoes. So I had to roll bowling something. Yeah, I was bowling in bare feet, ripped my feet up, and it was a shambles. But anyway, mate, what about yourself? What have you been up to, man? Uh, mate, just stuck at home. Um on a. Uh, get the gyms up and running, um, running some boot camps yep. with our F45s. It's been pretty tough work, mate. Um, but enjoying the start of the World Cup, it's kind of something to take the mind off things that are a bit of a struggle in life at the moment, mate. Yeah, nice. Let's talk about the T20 World Cup. Obviously, uh, England giving West Indies a hiding. Pakistan beating India this morning. India haven't gone great guns in the T20 format. But let's talk about the Black Caps starting on Wednesday. What's your what's your take leading into this game, mate? They don't have a uh, you can't take too much out of the practice matches. Obviously, going down twice. But what's your preview and what's your take leading into Pakistan, mate? Oh well, the warm ups classic Aussie sender and the opening batsman at nine to win the game off the last couple of balls. <laughs> so you can write that off. That was stinks. Yeah. yeah, that was shocking from them. Good sportsmanship as usual. Um, but uh, look, hey, it would have been. It would have been. <laughs> It would have been great if uh, um, Pakistan actually lost this game. Would have loved for. I think most people thought India were going to be the favourites, and it would have been nice if Pakistan were coming into this game having to win it to stay alive in the tournament. And mate, they're real front runners. You know, you've played against those footy sides who they get up early, mm. and you just can't stop them. They roll over you. 
and that's exactly what Pakistan are. They're very emotional and um, emotionally charged game tonight, and I think it's going to be even more so. If you go back to everyone's Twitter feed after New Zealand pulling out after uh, from that Pakistan tour, yeah. I think we are enemy number one in Pakistan. So, you know, I think we've surpassed India. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good reading, um, but it's not what we wanted then coming in off a really nice win against India. Uh, Mitch Ricardo here, uh, but it's yeah. I mean, that, I I didn't see that coming. The first time Pakistan have ever beaten India in a World Cup, which is which is a remarkable record. Um, but of course, as you mentioned, we've got to play them first up on Wednesday for us. Uh, it almost feels like this is better for us, isn't it? Because if they had lost this, they were in must-win territory. No, mate, they ride they ride on highs and lows. They've got huge swings in their team. Like that's just their culture. Like, they ride on everything. So, like, it's one of those things. It's like a juggernaut once it gets started. Like, they'll be they'll be super high after this. I think it's going to be super important that, like we saw today when Shaheen Afridi kind of knocked over the opening batsman, we're going to have to do that to the end to try and, like, stop this momentum. I just know these guys, and I've played with them, and, and I've been around their culture quite a bit, that they'll be fizzing, and they'll just feel like they're just going to absolutely walk all over us, and they're going to want to as well. Yeah, particularly after uh, we didn't play a game up in Pakistan. Hey, um, we saw the Windies roll by uh, roll by the Palms for fifty five the other day, and the Dutch got rolled by uh, the Sri Lankans for forty four as well. You put that down to um, something going on with the pitches up there, or is it just rubbish batting? <laughs> I tell you what, the West Indies were one of the favourites going into this tournament. So were India, and they've both gone down in the first game. Obviously, India not as bad. Uh, the West Indies um, have loaded their batting lineup. You saw Andre Russell coming at nine, I think, um, maybe even eight. Um, there's someone like that coming in at eight. I think they've just got the mentality of like we're great individual players, and we're just all going to go out there and blaze it. And I think that's kind of the way um, on the days we started our cricket and turned. Turned our stuff around um, when he took over the leadership was based around going out and have that fearless game of cricket. And sometimes you get bowled out for 60 or 70, but the rest of the time you're going to score 250. Um, so I think that's going to be their mentality in, in this campaign. And geez, they're going to have to win a couple of games by a big margin to, to work out that net run rate after that loss. Actually, about the, the IPL and the, and the UAE, from my understanding, from watching it, I've got to understand that, that slow bowlers, spin bowling is going to be a big factor in these conditions. Can you see Todd Astle and Ishodi having a, having a big influence when you go into this black cap side? And what would you take from the conditions over in the UAE? Um, look, um, initially when I saw the squad, I thought they probably had the options with maybe a Mark Chapman to bowl a couple overs, maybe Glenn Phillips to bowl a couple mm. overs. Um, I thought they would have maybe included someone like an Adam Milne um, in spirit of Todd Astle. It never really kind of came into my reckoning around the team and selections and that kind of stuff. So I guess I guess that the fact that they didn't include someone like Milne and took that extra spin, that they must have a plan to play him in somewhere like Sharjah. We might see him rolled out tomorrow. But the wicket today in that Sri Lankan-Bangladesh game was a belter of a wicket. Uh, 170 was not even close to being enough. Um, during the IPL, it was low scoring, but the boundaries are so small there that um, you know, if the wicket doesn't turn as much as you think it's going to, it's a real run fest. Oh, nice, mate. Nice. Um, and and what else in this competition? Who else do you see being the front runners? Oh, you can't understand. I've just lost 
Ricardo here. I can't see who's going to ask the next question because I'm based in Christchurch. He's up in Auckland. But, mate, leading into this uh, competition, you've got the Black Caps. Uh, they've been on going great guns over the last couple of years. You've got India. They've been there or thereabouts. Who else can you see being the uh, favourites leading into this competition? Well, it's so hard to, to pick out of um, that pool of death. Um, I think, obviously, um, India, uh, sorry, England um, are probably going to be big-time favourites, particularly after the way they started the other night. Um, it'll be hard for them to be beaten now. They've um, got such a good high net run rate, even if they're equal on points with someone. Um, I can't see them dropping too many games from here, to be honest. I think they're probably big-time favourites. India are going to have to do a lot. Um, hopefully... Um, New Zealand can get up over Pakistan. If they can't, it's just going to be a, a one-off against India to see who goes through, in my opinion. Um, mm. But the real dark horse, if you wanted to take a punt on someone getting through to the semi-finals um, from the outside, is probably Afghanistan. Um, they've got some pretty mm. destructive players and a lot of experience. Um, and they're in the weaker pools, so they could really dominate sides like Scotland and Namibia to get a good net run rate. And if they pick up a game against either Russ or Pakistan, then they're right in the reckoning to push for their semis. And then once once they get to the semis, it could be all on. How much um, of a fly in the ointment for the ICC would it be, mate, if uh, India don't make the knockout stages here? Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, they kind of bank on them being there and, 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 and all that, so... Um, Look, I don't think it's going to be too too much of a factor. I think I think the top four teams from each pool are going to be they're going to be absolute gangbusters semi-finals. Um, so I think we're going to see some great cricket anyway. Um, I think now that they've dropped the game, um, each of those Indian games are going to have even more scrutiny from now on and and more attention. So it probably brings brings a bigger audience into those games going forward because they're all must-win for them. Yeah? Hey, man, I want to ask you about the format, the format of, of cricket at the moment. We've got ODIs, we've got T20, we've got test matches. I feel like, of as of late, T20s has, is probably the premier format, and it's probably got a, the most exposure ar- around the world with you know, the hype with the IPL. Now you've got the T20 World Cup happening at the moment. Most nations play a bit of T20. Do you, still, do you see this format as the premier format uh, for cricket? I think they've, they've brought in the Test Championship to try and negate how much momentum yeah. the T20s were getting. Um, I mm. think it's uh, the T20s just is such a great entry level for all countries to come in and compete. You've seen like Namibia and, and Scotland and the likes. They'll be, a, they'll be competitive throughout this tournament um, at the Super 12 um, stage as well. I think it's just a really nice opportunity for people around the world to express themselves. Obviously, the shorter format... Mm. Um, the smaller the skill gap can be because one or two people can win you a game. Um, mate, I, I love it. I think it's got a lot of people into cricket. Um, a lot of diehard fans kind of rack it off, but um, it brings in the money. Um, and that's what's keeping our sport and our, our community sport going, in New Zealand in particular. Um, white ball cricket is what pays the bills. It's not test cricket. So um, people need to remember that as well going forward. So getting behind it because uh, it's here to stay and I'll tell you what, format only good is uh, the T10, mate. That T10 is absolutely outstanding. Yeah. They get like three or four of those games in a day and you can go and see, rather than just going to a game, and it's like, like last night's game where Boa gets our first ball 
um, instead of just seeing one game and not seeing a star player bat and score runs, you see three, four different games in, in the same space of a T20. Mm. Uh, you get to see all the superstars roll out game after game. So it's all over in a week as well. So those are, I think that's the way going forward. And I think they were talking about maybe introducing that into the Commonwealth Games at some point. Wow. Wow, I, mean, mm-hmm. I wonder how many uh, short formats we need with the Poms doing the 100 and everything as well, Mitch. Hey, um, <laughs> you also mentioned uh, in our pool, we, you know, due to an upset, we've got Scotland and Namibia. I think the ICC, in all good faith, thought they'd see Sri Lanka in one pool and Bangladesh in the other. But they've ended up in the same pool now with the Windies, the Poms, the Aussies and the Saffirs. What do you think that means for that group? Um... I mean, it's just, I think the teams that will come out of that group, um, the two teams that come out of there, I think will win the comp, um, just purely based on hard cricket. Um, you, you think, I, I don't know if it's the case with any of the teams, they might run Namibia and Scotland the last two games and then come up against England in the semi-finals. It's not great preparation. It's like the All Blacks running against, out, out against the US before a World Cup semi-final. It's probably not the best thing you want to want to do before a crunch match. So, um, you know, I think the I think the winner will come from that side of the pool. Hey, cheers, Mitch. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. I know you've been doing the hard yards. You were on uh, Sky TV with, TV with uh, Laura McGoldrick earlier, looking looking dapper, I might say, mate, in your blue and white check shirt. So I know you've been at it this morning, mate. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, beauty. I need to work on that lockdown tan as well. Cheers, <laughs> boys. Take it easy. Yeah. Well, well, cheers, Mitch. McLennigan there with our uh, McCafe catch-up. Um, always, always good to ch- chat to, uh, uh, cricket with uh, old Sav, isn't it, is he? It is, mate. It is. I love watching him, mate. He was very passionate. He used to be an angry bowler, eh? Every time he used to bowl, he'd want to take someone's head off, mate. I used to love his passion. And his uh, aggressive, aggressive nature when he used to play. So, uh, thanks so much to Mitch McLennigan. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to Wednesday and, and his one about Afghanistan. Yeah. Afghanistan playing Scotland first up, so they should get past them pretty easily. Uh, but them being the dark horse with, um, within the World Cup, maybe potentially pushing to the semi-final. I'm going to watch them with interest. He even said put a punt on him. I'm going to go have a look on the tab and see what they're playing. All right, we'll let, yeah, we'll, yeah. Let, we'll let Izzy go do that. Actually, while you're doing that, we'll um, we'll get Paul Mawadi sorted because he's going to join us shortly uh, to have a look at what's coming up uh, today in, uh, in in punting action. Uh, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You can get hold of us 0800 150 811 or text us double eight double three. Let us know where you're listening to SENZ and what your name is so we can give you a shout out as well. We'll be back with Paul Mawadi from the TAB after this.